A chilling, uncomfortable silence woke him. His wife and daughter lay sleeping beside him, their soft breathing the only noise to reach his ears. Not wanting to move, he opened his eyes and stared at a solitary fly walking across the ceiling. His clothing was soaked with sweat, but he didn't dare remove his heavy shirt and jeans. The room grew hot during the night with the electricity out and the air conditioning along with it. The summer heat and humidity made the space nearly unbearable. Quietly, he worked his way around his daughter, Katie, and pulled his legs to the side of the bed before standing in the blacked-out bedroom. He was normally a patient man, taking his time to ensure things were done right. He wasn't one to jump to conclusions or make thoughtless decisions, probably why he was good at his job working as a setup engineer. He traveled the country from plant to plant, troubleshooting assembly line operations, fixing bottlenecks, and finding solutions to problems. Jacob wasn't hasty in action. He liked to analyze problems and attack them with a well-conceived plan. Admonishing himself, Jacob took a deep breath and warned himself to be cautious, to work out the problem methodically, as he'd always been able to in the past. He reached to the floor at the base of the bed and felt for the jug of water. Finding it, he took a long gulp that quenched his thirst. A cold shower would be better, but that was impossible for now. Why is this happening? For the first time in his life, he didn't have the answers. He wouldn't be able to sketch a solution or logically define the problem. Jacob followed all the rules, did what he was told, and now he felt doomed by it. He feared he had failed his family. The silence outside was disturbing. He listened intently, feeling his heart beating in his chest and fighting back the steady panic building in his stomach. For nearly a week, the weather siren had wailed day and night without relief. They'd grown accustomed to the whine of the up-and-down squall, blocking out the sounds of the rest of the world. Even after the electrical grid failed, the loud siren blared non-stop. Running off batteries, he presumed, or maybe a generator. None of that mattered now. The siren was off, and the night quiet once again. Standing in the center of his bedroom and facing the window, Jacob strained to listen. He moved closer to the curtains covering the window and finally received the feedback he craved to remind him they were not alone. He heard the barking of a dog in the far distance, a car alarm, a faint scream, and the pop, pop, pop of a firearm. The once quiet neighborhood had slowly become a war zone. Jacob walked to the window and put his fingers to the edge of the heavy drapes. Is it over? He heard Laura whisper from the bed. Jacob turned and squinted to see her in the dark room. I don't know. It's quiet. The siren stopped, he answered. He looked at her as she sat silently on the bed, and he knew she was thinking of her parents north of the city. Jacob thought of the chaos outside and what must be happening far away. 
What if they had gotten out of the driveway and beyond the neighborhood? The televised backups on the interstates and city streets had made for murderous scenes on the network news channels. Glued to the TV during the first days, Jacob watched the helicopter footage of men being dragged from their cars, police shooting into charging mobs on the magnificent mile, and panicked soldiers running away from their posts. Jacob moved across the room and sat beside her on the bed. He put his arm around her waist while she rested her head on his shoulder.